Well, welcome everyone. I will tell you what we're looking to accomplish in this service in just a bit. But I wanted to remind you of some things that are coming up. One is tomorrow, Memorial Day, is our annual Memorial Day picnic. And we will start eating as close to noon as we can. So noon is the appointed time for you to be at Lake Erie Metro Park uh, tomorrow. We've had an insert in your program the last few weeks, including today, with the precise location at the Metro Park that we will be. We have a a pavilion uh, uh, reserved there. It's the same one that we had last uh, Labor Day in September. So if you were there for that, you have some idea where that is. But we would love to have you all there. I think it's supposed to be a a decent day, kind of unseasonably warm, I think, right now. But remember, we're by the water, so that uh, gives us another five or so degrees, I think, uh, below whatever the temperature is. Uh, So we would love to have you come. You see the things listed in the program and that insert that we ask you to bring. The church provides the uh, main dish. So please, everyone, come noon tomorrow at Lake Erie Metro Park. Uh, Next week and for the four Sundays in June, we will have our newcomers orientation during this hour. Uh, So this hour next week, if you're a newcomer and you would like to know more about our church, then plan on being a part of the class that I'll be leading for those four weeks. That'll be out these doors and across the hall in one of our adult classrooms. And it doesn't obligate you to anything. It doesn't obligate you to join our church, certainly. It just gives you information during those four weeks about who we are. And it's uh, something that you need in order to make an informed decision about whether this would be the place that God would uh, have you to grow and serve. So that starts next week. And for the four weeks of June, since I will be in that class, I won't be in here, we will have uh, guest speakers in here, a couple of guys from our church. Uh, Next week, Troy Fisher is going to teach in here. The following week, the 12th, June the 12th, is Promotion Sunday. And we're giving that this hour, that Sunday, over to our children's ministry. They're going to be in here. They're going to be promoting kids into their next classes. And the teachers will be talking about their classes and who the kids are and, and all of that. So that will be two weeks from today. Three weeks from today on the 19th, uh, another one of our fellows, Terry Smith, will be teaching that day. And then on the 26th, the last Sunday of June, we're going to have the president of the Central Africa Baptist College in Zambia, Africa, uh, Phil Hunt is going to be here. And so those are the, the four weeks for uh, June. Newcomers orientation and then those things going on in here. Just two other quick things. The newcomers brunch at our house that we do a few times a year is on July the 9th. That's 10 a.m. on a Saturday to about noon at our house. We would love to have you come if you've never been to our house for one of our brunches. If you have been, then we've got you on a list and we card people when they come into our to our house. So you can't get a second free meal from us out of that, all right? But if you've never been, we'd love to have you. But we got to know how many people are coming. So register at the information desk, and uh, they'll put your name on the list. And then last, uh, on July the 17th, Sunday, July the 17th, is our next baptism. If you've never been baptized, you need to be, Jesus says to, get a one-page application at the information desk, fill that out, turn it in, and we'll go from there. All right, two weeks ago, we ended a series that we've been doing for several weeks in this hour, a series called Side by Side. And if you were with us for any of those weeks, you know that that was about relationships in the church. And the reason that we spent that amount of time, several weeks, talking about 
relationships and how we're to pursue them in the church is because apparently relationships are very important to God. The Bible has a ton to say about relationships. In the New Testament, uh, about 40 times the Bible uses, it has commands that involve the phrase one another. And so we're told to forbear with one another, to pray for one another, to submit to to one another, to forgive one another, to love one another, to serve one another. There's all of these one another commands in the New Testament. And that's because life in the church is life in relationship. Now, why is relationship so important? Well, it's because God made humanity for relationship. God made Adam to have relationship with with other human beings, and he pronounces in Genesis 2 that it's not good that the man be alone. And so he makes the wife, uh, a woman, uh, to be his wife, to take care of the problem of his aloneness. And I've made the point each time I've said that during this series, that marriage is one way, one very important way, that God can solve the problem of aloneness, but it's not the only way. Not all of us get married, but none of us are to be alone. We're all to be in relationship, and certainly to be in relationship in the family of God in the in the church. So whether you're married or not, you're still made for a relationship. Now why? Why did God make the first man for a relationship? Why does he say so much in Scripture about the church and one another and all of that stuff? Well, God himself is relational. As I mentioned in the first hour, God has always had relationship and always will between God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. God himself is relational. If we're going to reflect God back to God, that's going to be in a relational context. That's one. But a practical issue with regard to the need for relationships is our relationships are the context in which our character is displayed. You are shown and I am shown to be what I truly am in the context of my relationships. Many of the sins that are listed in the Bible and struggles that are listed in the Bible are relational kinds of sins and struggles. It can bring out the best in you, it can bring out the worst in you, in your relationships. And so we said in that side-by-side series that we are, we are needy, all of us. We are needy by virtue of being creatures made by God and limited, and therefore we don't, we are not complete in ourselves. That's quite apart from sin, that's just being human. If sin had never entered the human race, we would still be needy. We would still have this need for relationship and to help each other. But we are not only needy because of our humanness, but also because of our sinfulness now. We need to help each other with our struggle with sin to become more like like Jesus. We are needy and we are needed. The Bible teaches both of those. All of us are needy, but all of us are needed to speak into the lives of one another and to help each other become more like Christ. And so because of all of that, uh, we are introducing today a ministry, Stephen Ministry, we've been telling you about it for a while, that is designed to help us as a church uh, with that neediness and for folks who volunteer that you're going to hear from in a bit and meet in a bit, uh, those folks to heed the call to be needed. They are, uh, as we will tell you, trained now and ready and desirous to prayerfully speak into the lives of others and to come alongside you to help uh, with 
the struggles that we all that we all have. So today we're introducing Stephen Ministry, which is a highly relational ministry. It was for that reason that I spent those several weeks going through the side by side series to lay the groundwork for the need for something like this. So in this time together, we're going to tell you what the Stephen Ministry is. Some others are going to come later and do that. We're going to introduce to you who's involved, explain to you how you can avail yourself of the services of Stephen Ministry. But first of all, I want to spend some time uh, talking about why we would have a formalized relational helping ministry like that at all. Why would we why would we have it at all? So that goes back a long way. So I'll do my best to summarize it and say it in a coherent way. Our church this year is celebrating its 15th anniversary. On November 6th of this year, we will have Sunday evening, November 6th, our celebration dinner. That's our annual anniversary dinner. Uh, We started in September of 2001. So this is our 15th year. And we normally have that celebration dinner in September or the first week of October. We're having it November 6th, and that's because shortly after we started the church 15 years ago, I put together a 15-year plan for our church that ends on November 6th of 2016. So Sunday, November 6th, 2016 is the end of our 15-year plan. So we're going to gather and we're going to look at what, remind ourselves of what God has done in our church over these 15 years. But we're also going to look 10 years down the road then as we unveil our our 10-year plan, our next 10-year plan. You guys have heard me say that the plans get shorter and shorter as I get older and older. So we started with a 15-year plan, then a 10, then a 5. When we get to the six-month plan, plan my funeral. Uh, for, okay. But going way back then when we were starting the church, in fact, the year before this church was launched, I was taking a class, and the professor in that class was also a pastor of a church, and he mentioned that his church had something called Stephen Ministry. And I, during a break, asked him about what that was. And he explained a bit of it to me, that it was people coming alongside other people to help them through the struggles that inevitably come in, in our lives. And I was intrigued by that and also a little uh, miffed that I had never heard of it. I've been in church my entire life. And I just heard of Stephen Ministry 16 years ago. So I looked into it. I went to their website and so on. And the following year, when we put out this 15-year plan, one of the things on that 15-year plan was, by God's grace, when we are able, we are going to implement a Stephen Ministry at at our church. And in God's providence, it has taken this long for us to come to the point that we that we could do that. Now, why do did that catch my attention 16 years ago? Uh, why did I why did I want that and make plans for that? Well, it's because one of the principles that I personally operate by, I encourage our leadership team to operate by, I encourage you to operate by, is to lose the saying that you sometimes hear people make. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Well, okay. You know, there are times where that applies. But if you're going to look down the road, if you're going to look down the road a couple of years, five years, ten years down the road, the truth is there are a lot of things you're doing now that the way you're doing them now are going to break. 
in five or ten years. They're going to break because the circumstances are going to change and the way you're doing it isn't going to accommodate those new circumstances. So apply that to a church. If a church grows numerically over the years, which is from day one something we plan to do, if that's the case, then the way we provided care for people, personal relational care for people in day one, is not going to be as effective in the 10th year and certainly not in the 15th year. So you're going to have to begin thinking about how you can formalize care for the congregation as the congregation grows if you're going to continue to be effective. So really, we wanted to fix it before it broke. We wanted to be thinking about how we could fix it, and Stephen Ministry was certainly one of the ways for us to, to do that. So I'd like to tease that out a little bit, give you a pastoral reason that we need to do things like Stephen Ministry at this juncture in the life of our church, and then a, a congregational reason as well. But the, the pastoral reason, and this past, as I give these pastoral reasons, they're not really personal, even though I'm right now the only pastor we have here. If you were at our family meeting last week, you know we're looking to add two pastors in the next 10 months. Uh, Larry Castle is going to be coming on pastoral staff with us in one month. And then we're looking to add at the first of next year, first quarter of next year, another pastor. So right now I'm the only one, but that's not by design. It's not because I want to be the chief guy and the only guy and all that junk. Uh, it's just because that's where we are. But we're looking to add some guys. And so this is a pastoral reason, whether that's one pastor, whether that's me, whether that's somebody else, that we need to do something like this. Now, for myself, over the years, I have tried to avoid, as much as I can, uh, making the pastoral position uh, unnecessarily different from the positions that you all occupy in serving the Lord. Here's what I mean by that. There are times where people have come to me and they'll say, man, I don't know how you do what you do. Pastors are, you know, they're just a different breed. (laughs) Well, that might be true (laughs) in ways they didn't intend. Uh, you remember last week we had Nathan Gearhart here, missionary to China, young man taking his four boys, young boys, his wife over to China. And at the end of his presentation, very impressive presentation, I said, look, you can look at a guy like him and you can assume that, you know, that's just a Green Beret guy. That's just a different guy of a different order. But I think that kind of thinking hurts the church. It hurts the church when people think there are certain people who really serve God, and then there's the rest of us. And I, I, don't, I do not believe that. I believe that every person who names the name of Jesus is called to be sold out to Jesus. And some people go to China, and some people pastor churches, but everybody is fully committed. Everybody. So that's why I've sought to avoid this unnecessary distinction. But... There is a there is a distinction to be made. It's not in the, the quality, but it's just in the, the, the type of work that we do. We're all called to do different kinds of things. And in the case of the pastoral position, let me just share with you a little bit of that. It will relate to this whole need for Stephen ministry. Uh, pastors are not to be different in the level of commitment, as I've said. But we do have different roles and those roles flesh out in a number different roles flesh out in a number of ways. One of them is this. The pastoral role can be and often is different 
due to the nature of things that a pastor gets involved with. I find myself getting involved in the lives of folks in the congregation in spiritual matters a lot. That just goes with the position, right? And a lot of times those are spiritual struggles that you're involved with with folks. Sin struggles. Sometimes it's because someone has come to you. Sometimes it's because you've had to go to them. But either way, you're dealing with difficult stuff. Sin, spiritual kinds of struggles. Now think about it. As a church grows, if you're not careful... The pastoral staff can end up spending almost all of its time interacting with people only on that level. And I've noticed in maybe the last two years that that started to happen for me personally. That much of my interaction with people in the church is on that level as opposed to what it was for the at least 10 years prior to that. And certainly at the beginning. Then there's just a handful of us. And most of the interaction that I had with a handful was on a relational, fellowship, just personal kind of level. I enjoy that very much. But, but the nature of the case as the church grows is now you're spending your time mostly with the hard cases. Now that's the way that goes in any organization. Have you ever heard it said that somebody who's like the CEO... I don't want to be a CEO, I'm just saying. But if you're in charge of a group, they say that the only decisions that come to the CEO are the hard ones. Why? Because the easy ones have already been made. So now that comes to you and you've got to deal with whatever that is. And you can see how that could have some ill effects if you don't address it over time. It could have some ill effects for the individuals involved, whoever the pastors are. If they're only dealing with people on those kind of difficult issues and don't have time then for dealing with folks on just a more personal level, it'll so it'll have an ill effect on the individual, individuals. It'll also have an ill effect upon the church. Because if you don't expand the number of people who can help with that, then that will become bottlenecked. It'll burn that person or persons out if you don't address it. But it also mean people are not going to get the kind of quality care that they need because the truth is one or two or three people, depending on the size of the church, just can't do that. So you have to look down the road for pastoral reasons and congregational reasons to make the determination that we are going to have to structure ourselves in a way to maximize our effectiveness in helping people with their the struggles that inevitably come. Well, I knew that in theory 16 years ago. That's why Stephen ministry appealed to me. But it's in God's providence that we're just now to the point that we can start to start to put that into, into place. But I'm thankful that we are. Now, how did that come about? It was uh, several years ago uh, that Erica Bailey had a loss in her, in her personal life. Uh, her mother passed away after a struggle with cancer. And that's how Erica, the Lord used that, and Erica's interaction with a co-worker at teaching at school, Jen Ferkus, to talk to her about the Lord, uh, to bring her to church, and ultimately for her to come to Jesus. So God used that difficult circumstance in Erica's life. My wife and I got to know Erica through that. 
And after Erica had come to the Lord and and joined the church, and the the Baileys have been with us for these many years since, Erica said to me at one point, hey, if you ever start at the church a grief ministry to help people who go through something like that, I would like to be a part of that. Now, years earlier, we had said we wanted to have Stephen ministry to help people who go through crises of various kinds. And I said to Erica at that time, we do want to do that. And when the Lord allows us in his providence to get it started, I will call you. That was years ago. And so last year, when I I thought we were at a point where we could do this, and I talked to the leadership team about it, I approached Erica. I didn't know if she would remember saying that. And even if she did remember saying it, I didn't know if she would still be agreeable. But she did remember it, and she jumped at the opportunity. And so last year, last summer, we sent Erica, the church paid for Erica to go to training uh, for Stephen ministry. And then uh, in January of this year, we sent Jill Moore to go to training for Stephen ministry as well. So we have two ladies from our church who have gone through uh, the full complement of of Stephen ministry training to be a Stephen ministry leader in that ministry. And uh, the reason Jill got involved is because Jill had approached me and said, you know, I am doing social work. So that's her job as a social worker. But I would love to find a way to parlay the experience I have with that into ministry, particularly ministry in the church. Well, Stephen Ministry certainly fits her her background for that. So we're very thankful to have these two ladies who have a heartbeat for that and who we believe that God has providentially prepared to to lead that that ministry for us. So you're going to hear from both of them in, in just a bit. But before you hear from them, we're going to see a video. I think it's just a couple of minute video that introduces, talks about Stephen Ministry. Right after that, then we're going to have Erica come make some comments. Jill is going to come and talk about her role in Stephen ministry. And then after that, we're going to introduce the people that they've been training, who today we're going to commission to launch this this ministry. We'll have a prayer of commissioning for them, and then we'll have an opportunity for you all to come around and let them know that you'll be praying for them. So if you guys have the Stephen ministry video. Stephen Ministry exists to give one-on-one Christian care to men and women who are in need. We're here to listen, to support, and to comfort individuals when they're in a crisis. In August of 2006, my family and I moved so we could spend more time together. Three weeks after the move, my 16-year-old son died by suicide. Stephen Ministers are dependable caregivers. While they're not professional counselors or therapists, they are trained and supervised lay volunteers. I was devastated. I missed my son so deeply. While I found the strength to meet the needs of my family, there was no one here for me. Each caregiver has been given 50 hours of instruction before they're even approved to become a caregiver. We attempt to match the needs of the individual with the background of the caregiver. In most cases, the caregiver has successfully walked through the same crisis that the individual is experiencing. A Stephen minister contacted me. He'd been in a similar situation in his own life and had found healing. There were no requirements, no pressure was put on me. I was free to share my fears and my pain in my own way. I could pick up the phone any time, day or night, and know that he'd be there. Stephen ministers keep all personal information confidential. 
We want men and women to feel completely free to share their stories. My Stephen minister helped support my faith in my life when I needed it the most. He helped me put my life back together. I couldn't have done it without him. Stephen ministers are here after the divorce papers have been served, after the pink slip is in your hand, and after that relationship has hit the wall. We are ready to come alongside of you and support you as long as we are needed. Good morning. The motto of Stephen Ministry is Christ caring for people through people. My goal this morning is to help you to further identify the scope and the um, purpose of Stephen Ministry. I'm going to reiterate some of the things that were said in the video before Jill comes and tells you how you can be a part of this ministry. Stephen Ministry is one-to-one a caring ministry for adults. It is not for couples or families or for groups, or anyone under the age of 18. Stephen ministers are paired with care receivers of the same gender. They are never paired with a member of the opposite sex. Stephen ministry is Christ-centered and utilizes distinctly Christian caring resources such as scripture, prayer, grace, and forgiveness. It is not secular caregiving, However, we do use secular techniques that are consistent with our Christian values, such as reflective listening. Stephen ministers will listen to, encourage, and guide their care receivers to make decisions about their lives and work through the trial at hand. They will not try to fix their care receivers, telling them what to do or how to do it. Stephen ministers are well-trained, high-quality caregivers, They have already received 50 hours of training. They will continue to participate in continuing education twice a month to strengthen their caregiving skills. However, Stephen ministers are not professional counselors or licensed mental health providers. Stephen ministers are dedicated to keeping the caring relationship confidential. They will never share specific information or personal details about their care receiver with anyone. Stephen ministers do meet with the peer supervision group, which is a small group of the Stephen ministry team that meet regularly to support each other and keep each other accountable to provide high-quality Christian care. Even in that setting, Stephen ministers will never use names or specific details that could identify their care receivers. Everything said during peer group supervision is not discussed outside of that group setting. Stephen ministers are wounded healers. They are brothers and sisters in Christ who have experienced difficulty. Excuse me. Have experienced difficulty and trials in their life that our gracious and merciful God has used to point them to him and to this ministry. They are not people who have it all figured out. They are sinners, just like everybody in this room, but God is using them for his glory in this purpose. Stephen ministers will typically provide in-person care once a week for about an hour. They may also meet more than once for longer than an hour or provide 
care over the phone occasionally. They will not consistently provide care that exceeds those guidelines in order to maintain the boundaries of the relationship and provide the most appropriate care for their care receivers. Stephen ministers are caregivers. They are not caregivers. God is the ultimate caregiver. As they minister to the best of their abilities, Stephen ministers rest in the truth that only God can bring healing to hurting people. Our care receivers will include individuals who have come to us for distinctly Christian care. Our care receivers will not necessarily be members of CBC or even have an affiliation with CBC. They may not even be believers. Our Stephen ministers will minister to everyone who comes to us. Our Stephen ministers will be thoughtful about when and how they use our distinctly Christian tools, such as scripture and prayer, with the unbeliever. The care receivers will be people experiencing a trial in life that is overwhelming for them. The trial could be just about anything, from grief to divorce, chronic or terminal illness, or any of the many other trials that people face in a fallen world. They are not usually those suffering from mental, a mental health disorder or battling addiction. Our Stephen ministers are equipped to care for individuals who are suffering with a mental health disorder or who are suffering from addiction, but only in coordination with a licensed mental health professional when that mental health professional says that Stephen ministry is appropriate for the care. Stephen Ministry was founded in St. Louis in 1975, so it's 41 years old this year. Since then, more than one and a half million people have had a Stephen Minister to walk alongside of them, providing one-to-one Christian care during a trial. The six Stephen Ministers that are being presented to you today, as well as Jill and I, feel incredibly blessed to be a part of this ministry. God has richly blessed us in in this training, and he has already used this ministry to draw the eight of us closer to him and to each other. We are humbled to be used in this way and so incredibly excited to see how God is going to use this ministry in the lives of our care receivers, our church family, and in the community. Hello. I'm Jill Moore. I'm going to be um, acting as the referrals coordinator for Stephen Ministry. Um, So that means if you see somebody or know somebody that you think needs a care, uh, a Stephen Minister, you contact me. So that's the big thing to remember. Contact me. We do have business cards at the Information Center, but I'm going to go through a little bit more of the process. You, the congregation, you are our eyes and ears um, in your day-to-day lives, you run across people that have needs. Um, so if you see somebody that you believe has a need that might be appropriate for Stephen ministry, um, you you can offer it to them. You can tell them something like, I think a Stephen minister would be something you could really benefit from. Can I have your permission to give your name and phone number to our referral coordinator? And... Um, after that, I'll call them when, within a day or two, hopefully, and schedule a time to meet with them in person. And when I meet with them in person, I want to hear their story um, to make sure that they're appropriate for Stephen Ministry. And I will also explain what Stephen Ministry is so that they have an understanding of what they're um, getting involved with. And if they're still interested, I'll ask them if 
they want to be assigned to a Stephen minister. And if I feel that their needs aren't appropriate, um, like maybe I think they're suffering with more of a mental health disorder than than what we're equipped to deal with, I'll find a, a place to refer them, a more appropriate resource. So after I decide um, who I'm going to assign them to, I'll, I'll contact that Stephen minister, and they will contact their their care receiver within a couple of days and hopefully meet within a couple of days after they make their initial phone call. Um, don't be surprised if I don't follow up with you because it is confidential. I'm not going to be coming up to you in church and being like, hey, listen, I followed up with your person and this is what happened. Um, I, I will say, yes, I followed up with them and that's about it. After that, I won't give you any more information about whether or not they were assigned as Stephen Minister or not. Um, and that is about all I have. Remember that our cards are at the information desk. And if in doubt, call me or call Erica, and we'll, we'll help you figure out what you need. All right. Thanks, uh, thanks, ladies, for reminding us, in a sense, what uh, Stephen Ministry is, because... Over the last many weeks, uh, Erica and Jill have been going to our community groups on Sunday nights. So if you've been involved in one of our home groups, one of them has visited in the last few weeks and gone over a bit about uh, Stephen Ministry. But for those of you that hadn't heard that, then uh, now you know what that is. And if you want to get involved with it or you know somebody wants to get involved with it, you know how to do that. And that is contact Jill and then she'll, uh, she'll take it from there. What we want to do then is introduce the, uh, the folks that... Um, the folks that have been taking training for about the last six months in, for Stephen Ministry. As the video said, they've gone through 50-50 hours of training, and they've now completed that training, and that's now why we're ready to launch the, the ministry. So we want to, I want to introduce them, and then we want to have a prayer of commissioning for them. And then I would like for you all to come around and just uh, greet them and let them know that you'll be praying for them and you appreciate their dedication to the Lord in this uh, regard. So uh, I'm going to ask the ladies to come. If all eight of you would come, maybe four of you will get on this side and four on that side, and then I'll introduce who you are. So uh, Linda through Sharon, you guys can come over to my right here. We've met uh, er Erica and Jill. And this is Betty Young. Many of you know uh, know Betty Betty Young because she's here all the time, because she's serving all the time. And uh, Betty's gone through that training. This is Mary Johnson. Same for Mary. You see her around here all the time. You actually may not always see her because she's buried in the resource center sometimes, serving in there. But uh, they've both gone through the training. And this is uh, Linda Savona. Everybody knows uh, sweet Linda. I'm going to say something about her in just a second, something more. And uh, this is um, this is Edwina. And uh, Edwina has also gone through the training, Kim LaChapelle, and Sharon Seal. Now, the story that I wanted to tell about their training is they've had multiple sessions together, some of those that have gone for about five, six hours on Saturdays they've had. And uh, they have these role-play sessions that they do. And one of the role-play sessions was uh, pairing off, and the role that one of the two had to play was to be a bad counselor. Just be a bad listener, okay? Be mean to the person who's talking. And they made the mistake of putting Linda Savona in the mean gal <laughs> category. And if you know Linda, she just can't be mean. Even when she's trying to act mean, she can't be mean. 
And she was paired, though, with Sharon Seal. Now, I would describe Sharon Seal a number of ways. If you ask me to list her qualities, I would describe her as, as very faithful. I mean this all in the time that we've got to know her. Very faithful, someone who drinks in God's word, uh, really looking to apply it. She's always saying stuff to me when she leaves, like, oh, man, you nailed me again, and stuff like that. But that's somebody who wants to apply God's word. But another word I would use is feisty. And, and so you've got, you got Linda and you've got, you got Sharon. And Linda's trying to be mean. And Sharon finally says, look, let me be the mean one. <laughs> Basically, I've got enough mean for both of us. So I, can, I can do this, all right? So they all had a great time together in their training, and here they are now and ready to, to begin serving. So we want to pray, ask the Lord to work through these ladies and work through this ministry to strengthen our church as uh, we grow and as we need more people to be in the, involved in the lives of, of other people. Before we pray, just one last thing. It's all ladies here. And I should say that uh, we are looking for men to be involved. It happened that only ladies were available for this first stint in training. But I believe we've got some guys who have volunteered. Do we have three? Okay. Unless they've dropped out, we've got... And some more ladies. But we got some guys. I think we have three males. And you guys are going to start that another 50 hours of training. August 31st. Okay. So August 31st starts another six months of this 50 hours of training. If you would like to know more about that, see Erica about it, and the more people we can get involved in that, the better off I think our church will be. All right, let's pray and ask the Lord to bless this ministry, all right? Our Father, we thank you for who you are. And Lord, who you are is shown to us in your word, and we have seen it in our experience. You are the God of compassion. You are the God of love. You are the God of mercy. And every person here if they have a heart to receive it and eyes to see it, have been recipients of that compassion, of that mercy, of of that love. And so, Lord, I address you now as my father and me as your child, only because you have shown your mercy and grace and love and compassion to me. And, Lord, apart from you seeking me, I do not know where I would be. And, Lord, in your character that is all of these things, You want to display that character in your world. And you've chosen to use your image bearers to carry that out. You're making us like you. You're making us compassionate and merciful and loving and caring people. We're not that by nature. I'm not that by nature. But you're making me that by supernature. Supernaturally working by your spirit and through your word to change us into the image of Jesus. So, Lord, we thank you for that, and we thank you that we have these ladies standing here, these eight ladies, in whom you have worked in that way. And in your providence, you have given some of them experiences and their workplace or just in their personal lives that have given them an affinity for this ministry. That was all in your plan, to prepare them providentially even before this opportunity presented itself. So we thank you for preparing them in your providence, but also in your special grace, conforming them to the image of Christ. And here they stand, ready and willing and desirous to serve your people uh, in your church. Lord, thank you for bringing us this ministry at this point in the life of our church. We believe that it is just the right time, that it is strategic for our church, 
that will allow us to have better member care for our people, that we will be strengthened, that we will be unified as a result. And all of that will redound to your glory. And so, Lord, thank you for what you've done in these individual lives, what you're going to do through this ministry. And we gladly now commission these ladies to, to move forward. We ask you to bless it, this, the ministry, to bless them and those who will receive the care that they provide. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right. We are going to remain standing up here. Actually, I'm not, but they are. And uh, we're going to ask you guys to come around and uh, let them know that you appreciate their dedication and the training they've gone through and that you're going to be uh, praying for them as they carry out their ministry. All right? So let's stand, and then um, we'll uh, have you guys. I guess you can just figure out how to converge. You guys can come this way, go down the middle. You can come this way, go down the middle, uh, fight over it. But, uh, but uh, please come around and greet the ladies, all right?